Blog Talk Radio. Left alone, I never forgot, misunderstood. But my future is just starting. God is molding me and shaping me. He's building me and making me. A king is being formed right in front of your eyes. So don't count me out. If you don't see what he sees, you need to help but you He is resting on me. I'm his choice after his heart. The comes up, 
we are immediately know to hand it over to God so that we will assuredly win the battle. So let us go in prayer that we may learn today what thus saith the Lord concerning the battle that we are in. Father, we thank you right now. We give you praise, glory, and honor, O oh God. We magnify your name today. We thank you, God, for life, health, and for strength. We thank you for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We thank you, God, because today you will give us revelation concerning the issues that we face, the battles that we are in, God, and how we are to accomplish and conquer within the battle, God, how we are to seek your face, God, and raise up our hands and say, God, we need you. We thank you for the opportunity, O oh God, and we give you praise, God, for that opportunity to go before you, the throne of grace, and say, God, have mercy on me because we need you today. We thank you, God. So today, God, we listen to what you have to say as you comfort us in our time right now in Jesus' name. So as we go into the Word of God, we look at Exodus um, where we discuss Moses, and Moses had a lot of things that God used him to do to bring the Israelites out of Egypt. And as we begin to look at the miraculous things that God did to bring them out of bondage, and then we go into the battle that they were in, and we're in Exodus 17, and eight, and they were began to get into a battle. And the word of God says uh, in verse eight, while the people of Israel were still in Rephidim, the warriors of the Amalek attacked them. Moses commanded Joshua, choose some men to go out and fight the army of the Amalek to us for us. Tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill, holding the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did what Moses had commanded and fought the army of the Amalek. Meanwhile, Moses and Aaron and Hur climbed to the top of the nearby hill. As long as Moses held the staff in his hand, the Israelites had the advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalites gained the Amalite Amalekites gained the advantage. Moses' arms soon became so tired he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. Then they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands, so his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army of Amalek in battle. So when Moses is in this battle, now he's using what God gave him, which is the rod. And, and he's using that rod, that anointing, that mantle, and he's holding it up. And every time it goes up, which is that, that the two arms of worship, of surrender unto God, reverence unto God, he's knowing that God is in control of the battle. As long as his arms are up, he's encouraged to know that this battle is theirs. But when his arms began to get tired and they had to prop them up, they began to lose the battle. Now, when we first enter into a battle, the adrenaline is there. We're pumped and we're excited because we know the word of God and we know what God is going to do for us. But when the battle takes a long time and we begin to get tired because we pray day and night, we fast, we went through this thing and we're like, we're ready, God, let's go and let's do this. But then weeks pass by and months go by and we still haven't found a job. They still haven't helped us in the sickness and disease, things are just piling up one after the other, finances, and the battles just keep going and we keep praying and we don't see no end to it. And at first we had our arms lifted up to God, but now we're kind of tired and drained and distressed because we don't see any change. We don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. We don't see the presence of God making any moves in the situation. But yet we have to be as Moses was and hold him up. Even when they hurt, even when they're tired, he yet held up his hands. And then he had a support team that said, oh, no, we're winning, so we have to help him in order for this to continue. So they propped him up, and they said, we are going to continue to win. So when you're tired and you, you feel like all hope is gone and the distress begins to come in and the discouragement begins to come in, 
and you don't have anyone to talk to, you don't have that person that's going to prop you up. Jesus is saying, I sent you a comforter that is there with you, and he's for you, and he's comforting you, and he's going to put the peace that needs to be there. But how do we get to that place? How do we get to that point when we're tired, when the battle has gone on for years, for months? How do we continue to hold up that rod, that mantle, that thing that God has given us that tells us we can make it? How do we do that? Well, we go into the Word of God and we hold on to the promises of God and we make sure that the Word of God is true to us. We make sure that we understand what the Word of God is saying. We make sure that when we read, we're actually studying to get an understanding and then we allow the Holy Spirit to come in and minister to us and break the Word down to us, relate it to our situation We get that revelation from that word, and then the battle continues because we got what we needed to continue the fight. So now our arms can go back up, and we'll still have the victory. We're still fighting with God. But when we give up on the battle and we say, God, over to you, he's looking at us like, I need you in this battle because it's very important that we are part of the battle in our own lives because God has defeated the battle. He's not testing you to see what you're going to do. God already knows what you're going to do. He's putting you through it to show you what you're capable of doing. He wants you to see the strength that you have beyond the battle because sometimes we feel this battle is too much because not long after we prayed for one, here comes something else and then something else, and we're saying we can't handle it, and God is saying, yes, you can. Let me show you. But our arms have to be raised in worship. Our arms have to be raised in praise, and our prayer life has to become strong, and our our witness for who God is has to have a revelation to it because without that revelation, we don't know who God is. Without studying the word of God, we don't understand who he is. So he's putting, he's allowing these things to happen so that we can see who we are. It's not so that he can see how we react or he can see what we would do in a certain situation. He already knows. He knows our beginning from the end. He knows our everyday walk, our everyday life, our in and out. So nothing surprised him. He's not waiting to see anything. But he wants us to see the strength that is in us. So when we are fighting that battle and we're going to Moses and we see that he was holding up his hands and his arms, and I'm quite sure when he began to get tired and they began to fall down, and he probably was like, oh, my goodness, (laughs) what are we going to do now? Because if I don't keep them up, we're not going to win. But there was an answer for that. And God has an answer for you that when you say or when we say, God, I can't take it anymore. I I don't know what else to do. I've cried till I can't cry anymore. I prayed so I don't know what to say. I found myself repeating the same prayers. I fasted and and I'm waiting and I'm I'm trying to listen to what you have to say. But we have to really analyze are we listening? Have we given the situation over to God? Because when we release it to God, we are free to listen. We can receive from God the next step in the battle. He's not just going to allow the battle to come or the storm to come or the situation to come, and he doesn't have an answer. Even though we feel like he's walking through it with us and he don't know what the outcome is, but he really does. And once we begin to trust him as so, then we'll begin to learn that God really has everything under control. Because if we go before the battle came, the people were asking Moses for some water. And Moses is looking up to heaven and he's like, you know, why why are you complaining against me? You know, what what am I going to do, God? They they want some water. Then it says in, in 4, then Moses cries out to the Lord, what shall I do with these people? They are ready to stone me. The Lord said to Moses, walk up to the front of the people Take your staff, the one of used, you used when you struck the water in the Nile, and call some of the elders in Israel to join you. 
and I will stand before you on the rock of Mount Sinai, strike the rock, and the water will come gushing out. Then the people will be able to drink. So before the battle, they were thirsty. Once again, complaining as if God had never done anything for them before. And sometimes when battles come, we forget the past of what God has done for us, the miraculous things, and we praised him, and we gave an awesome testimony, and we said, God, I wouldn't have made it with, through this without you. But yet when a, a new battle, is a new obstacle has presented itself, for some reason the manna he fed us with and the water he gave us is, is kind of far distance from what we're seeing right now. Because now we're looking at the obstacle that's before us, and we're not focusing on the past and bringing that forward and saying, God, I know you've done it before. You're going to do it again. And that's how you began to defeat the enemy in a battle is when you not only know what he's going to do now, but you can remember what he's done in the past, and that increases your authority to fight the battle. Because now you're standing not only on the word of God, but you have a personal testimony that says he's brought me out before, he's going to do this again, devil. So whatever you're presenting to me now, I'm going to fight with the authority that has been given to me by Jesus Christ. And you stand on that and you plead the blood over the obstacle and you go and you raise your hands in worship and you release it unto God. If it's something very stressful, very disheartening, then you cry about it and you get your tears out. You get your emotions out of it because it's time to fight. And the emotions have to be under control when you're going into a battle. Because the more you cry, the more you'll be distracted because as you're crying, you're thinking about all the what-ifs. You've already planned the end of it when you're emotional and it's not a godly ending. But once you begin to cry out to God and you say, God, this obstacle has presented itself to me, I'm going to stand on your word as I have done in the past. And as you have shown me in the past that you will bring me through this, and you begin to quote the scriptures that relate to what you're going through, then you begin to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you how to come out. And he will give you step by step on what you should do through the word of God, through revelation, through dreams and visions, through prophetic, whatever it's going to take to get you to the end, God is ready for that battle to be won. He already see you winning the battle because he created you. He allowed the battle to come because he know you could handle it. So when we think it's been a long time, then we have to understand have we released it to God in order to get out of it in the time frame that God has planned for us to get out of it, or are we the ones prolonging the battle because we're holding on to emotions, we're holding on to an end result that's not godly, we're, we're thinking negative, we got discouragement, we're distressed, we're around negative thinking people, so we begin to stay in the battle a little bit longer than we should. So it depends on what God has revealed to you concerning your own obstacles as to getting out of it. He can use other people to help you, but the main concern is, God, what are you saying? Because that's what's going to stand. That's what's going to be. So when they, they wanted the water, they didn't refer back to what God had already done. They just looked at the right now. <laughs> Did you bring us out here to die right now? We're hungry. Where's the food? And God provided manna. All that was washed away, and now we just need some water. So God is, okay, let's get them some water. So strike the rock, and we'll get them some water. So now we're in a battle, and we're winning the battle. Arms are raised, lifting up the hand of Moses. They're lifting it up, trying to make sure they stay focused, trying to make sure they stay strong, trying to make sure that glory to God is coming out of this situation. And that's another thing we have to focus on is the glory of God coming out of our situation because God is allowing this so that he can get the glory, you get the maturity and the knowledge and understanding that God will bring you out. So whatever it is you're facing, and it seems like it's too hard or it's too long, 
just begin to release it over to God. Talk to God about it. Just sit there and talk to him about what you think it should be, what you think it is, and get all that out the way. Because once you express your own opinion, then at the end of your telling God what you think, then you say, nevertheless, God, thy will be done. Thy will be done. The sin is not what you're thinking. The sin is when you act on it. So if you're dilating with God and you're just explaining, look, I think God this and I think that, it's the sin when you go and actually implement what you just told God you thought it should be. So that delays your time in the obstacle because you're going to have to come back to God again when you finish delaying yourself and now follow his plan. So to avoid that, get all your emotions out of the way, tell God what you think it should be, and then say, but nevertheless, thy will be done. What would you have me to do, God, in this situation? Show me in your word, God. Give me some encouragement that I can begin to take authority over this situation. Because once your emotions are released from it, you can stand and take authority. And you can begin to pray with the power of the anointing of God that will then begin to release the anointing on the situation and then will begin to release you to know the next step. Take authority in the word of God, the Holy Spirit. And when the enemy comes and he tries to distract you and discourage you, you stand on the word of God. And you can let him know that I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. I see what you're doing. I see you're trying to disturb my home, my children, my job, my car, whatever it is, my body with sickness and disease. I see what you're doing because God has revealed it to me. But he can't reveal it when we're still in our own way. So when you take authority over it, you can begin to plead the blood of Jesus over it. You can begin to cast it out and rebuke it, and he has to flee in Jesus' name. So whatever it is you're facing, whatever it is you're crying out to God about, whatever it is you're saying, God, has just been too long. I'm tired of being sick. I'm tired of being unemployed. I'm tired of being in lack and in poverty. I'm tired, God, of looking at my children every day and they not knowing what they're going to eat or what's going to happen to them or how I'm going to get well because the insurance doesn't pay for certain things. God has been too long. And then he's waiting. His presence is waiting for you. So when you begin to express how long it's been, and then after you finish and you sit down and you say, God, I need your help. And it's at that point God can come in and help you and assist you in the battle. But until you tell him you need his help, he's only listening because you have to welcome his spirit into it. Because until then, then that means you're taking authority within yourself to try to win the battle. But Moses shows us by lifting up the hands that he was saying, God, there's absolutely nothing I can do. I surrender this battle over to you. And as long as my arms are uplifted, I'm giving this battle to you. As long as my arms are uplifted, I'm going to just continue to praise and thank you because I know the battle is ours. So go into your presence of God knowing that you must release this to him that you must welcome his spirit to come, that you must say, God, I need your help, that you can't do this alone within your own power, within your own authority. We have nothing with, without God. We, we have nothing. So when you begin to seek the face of God concerning your issues, concerning the things going on in your life, surrender yourself to him. Nevertheless, Lord, thy will be done. Nevertheless. And when you say that, you release the angels of heaven to fight for you. You release the anointing of God to come in and empower you. You release the word of God to give you revelation concerning 
who he is and the destiny that he has in store for you. So lift up your hands and begin to thank God for who he is and for what he has for you. And God will in turn begin to just just show you that the battle has already been won. He's not trying to see your reaction. He's not trying to see how you're going to do things. He already know how you're going to do them. He already know you're a fighter. That's why he allowed this to happen. He already know your strengths and your weaknesses. He know you can get through this. You just don't know because it's something new. It's something different. And it's, it weighs on you a little bit more than something else. But God knows you can get through it. And he's relying on you to rely on him. He's, he wants us to press through in his presence. He wants us to press through with his word. He wants us to lift our hands up and say, I can't do this without you. He wants us to take the tears and, and allow him to turn them into joy. It says that weeping endures for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So when we begin to release it over to God, that's when our mourning has come. Because now we see things the way God sees them. Now we see the ending that God sees. It's mourning at that point. He may not take us out to battle. He may not stop the battle. But we have a mourning that has come because we have a revelation. We have a new outlook on things. We have a new understanding. We have a word that has become life to us. So now we can sustain when, as before, we did not have anything that helped us to sustain but our emotions, and they went up and down every day. One day we believe, the next day we don't. We don't see it happening. We see us crashing and burning. We see things just going into chaos. But when we say to God, over to you, then it becomes mourning in our spirit man, and the weeping stops. And the fighting spirit that is within us will now rise up and take control of what we're going through. And that's what we want. We want the spirit man to take control and not the flesh. The flesh is not reliable for any battle that you're facing. You cannot fight a spiritual battle using your flesh. You have to go into the spirit realm in order to fight in the spirit realm. You have to seek your spiritual savior in order to fight a spiritual demon or battle or whatever it is. You have to fight it in the spirit realm. So when we try to fight in the flesh, we're guaranteed to be defeated. We're guaranteed to not know the directions we should go. We're guaranteed not to see the vision that God sees or the ending of this thing that God would see. So release it over to him. Release the emotions. Release the I don't understand. Release the why me. Release everything over to God. And then take a deep breath and allow him to breathe his life into that situation. Breathe his life of revelation, understanding, and winning the battle. It's in you. You can do it. God know you can do it. That's why he allowed this to happen. And he's saying, I know you can do this. I know you can. I know your strength. I know that you're able through me to do this. Stand on the word of God. Be comforted by the word of God. Be comforted by the Holy Spirit. He promised us in Hebrews 13 that he would never leave us, nor will he forsake us. Never leave us, nor will he forsake us. Never leave us. He's there. He's not going to let the battle overtake you. Continue to give it to him. He's not going to leave you. Matthew 11 says, Come unto me all that are labored and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So that lets us know he don't want us toiling over this. He don't want us stressed out over this. He don't want us, you know... 
not understanding that we've already won the battle. He wants us to rest in him. He wants us to go through this like champs through him. So whatever it is, just begin to take your hands and lift them up to God and say, I surrender this to you, God. And as you're, you, you, you may cry during the time that you're giving it to him because your heart fully don't trust God that way yet because you feel like there's something you should be doing in order for the battle to be completed. But what you have, we, we all have to understand is when we're saying, God, I trust you, we're releasing ourselves to get his understanding of how to fight the battle. Now you can step in and do something through him. But when you try to step in and do something on your own, it fails. And then you say, well, God, I thought that when I go and I do something, you'll bless it. But he can't bless what he didn't instruct us to do. He can't bless what he didn't tell us to do. No matter how much we pray, God bless this, I'm going out to do X, Y, and Z. It's only through his mercy that he'll make sure we don't fall on our face. But when we go out, before we go out, if we seek the face of God and we say, God, I need to go out and do something according to this, this, and this, do you approve of it? We, you know, what are you saying concerning this issue? Because I want to do what your heart is saying. And then we don't have to pray that he bless it because we're following his instructions. He's gone before us already and he's already blessed it. He's already completed it. All we have to do is follow what he's telling us to do. So when we feel like there's something I need to be doing, there's something I need to say or write or whatever, he's saying, yes, there is, but it's through him that we need to do it, not in our own strength, not in our own thoughts, not in something we think we we should be doing out of flesh. We have to be instructed through the Holy Spirit as to what we need to do. And it's guaranteed, guaranteed to be successful at that point. So when you, you give your hands up to God and you surrender, put yourself into a surrender situation with him and you say, God, I trust you. And you don't fully feel it in your heart. Just continue to read his word on all the times that he has helped and brought victory to others in the Bible. And then after that encouragement, look at your own life and begin to remember how he's brought you out of so many things as a child, as a teenager, as a young adult, from your parents to your children to whatever. And you'll see that he's a God that can be trusted. You'll see that he's a God that will not leave you nor forsake you. But we have to learn how to trust God through personal experiences of what he's done for us in the past, what he's done in his word, and then trust that what he's telling us for our present, that it's going to work. And even if you still feel a little bit insecure and say, God, I don't know, but I'm going to trust you. Lord, I'm not fully connected, but I'm going to do this and trust you because I love you. And you'll see each time that he never fails, and you'll be like, whew, I didn't, I didn't see the end result of that one, but I thank God it, you know, it came out the way that it should. That's trusting even though you don't see it. That's by faith. So your prayers are answered by us walking according to the will of God, to where we don't have to ask him to bless anything, because once we're walking in his direction, it's already blessed. And we can thank him for moving forward and blessing us with those things. So when you get tired in the battle and your arms are tired and you don't know left from right and front from back, he's saying, I'm right there and I have my angels to hold you up and I have my Holy Spirit to empower you when you feel like you have no more strength left to go on. When you've cried that last tear and you're tired of crying, you know, when you've struggled and you put together things that just barely worked out and you just keep you just keep shaking your head, he's like, I'm there. I'm there for you. You know, we may be accustomed to having more than enough 
to where now situations have caused it to be where we have just enough or whatever and we're trying to adjust to this different way. And he's saying, I know that you can handle this. I know what you're capable of doing. So when you feel like it's your last leg, God is saying, no, I have more legs that's willing to help you if you allow those legs to come up to help you, which is in the spirit realm. The spirit realm will always be there to back us up, but are we seeking the spirit realm of God in order to get the support that we need? Moses got the support that he needed from God because he believed God, he trusted God, and he just always went to God and said, what am I going to do with these people? What am I going to do concerning these issues? And then we go over to Joshua 10 where Joshua is in a battle. And the sun begins to stand still for Joshua because he's in this battle and he's getting tired. The the battle is taking a long time and the sun's about to go down and Joshua's like, you know what, I need some help. So what does he do? He surrenders himself over to God as well. He talks to God and he says, hey, I need some help. And let's go over into, let's see, in verse Twelve. It says, um, 10 and 12, On the day of the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel. Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, Sun stand still over Gibeon, and you moon over the valley of Ajalon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the nation avenged itself on its enemies. So this lets us know when we give ourselves over to God, He's guaranteed that he's going to bring us through it because he let both of them know before they even went in the battle, it's yours. This is yours. I'm giving them over into your hands. So when we're going through something, God has already given the enemy over into your hands by the death of Jesus, the death and resurrection of Jesus, because at that point he was disarmed by the blood of Jesus, and he says, use my name for the power, and then I'm going to send you a comforter that's going to come. So we have this same power within us in the spirit realm if we tap into it. So he goes to God, and the the battle is taking a long time. So when we feel like we're the only ones that the battle is taking a long time for, We go back to the scriptures and we find out this is nothing new. The battle took a long time in other instances as well. Then we check our lives and we say, well, I remember, you know, when my mom was going through something and it took a minute, but God brought us through it. Or when I went through something last year, it took a minute, but God did bring us through. So there's a guarantee that God has given the enemy over into your hands through Jesus Christ. But if we don't tap into that, then we'll always question each obstacle or each battle that we're presented with because we're not remembering what God has promised, what he's shown us in his word, and how he's done it for others through the testimonies. So whatever you're facing, both men went before the Lord, and they said, look here, I need your help. What am I supposed to do? And they inquired of the Lord. So are we inquiring of the Lord or are we trying to take it into our own hands? Are we inquiring of the Lord or we feel like we got it figured out? Are we saying, God, bless what I'm about to do? Or are we saying, God, what have you already blessed that I need to do? So it's morning time in the spirit realm And we need to see that it's morning time in the spirit, and then it will manifest into the flesh. But we're trying to get it to manifest first in the flesh and not tap into the spirit realm to see what God is saying. And that slows the process down because you can't see the spirit in the flesh. So we're trying to envision in our own minds what God could possibly be up to in this battle. How is he possibly going to show and see, show me anything concerning how I'm going to win this battle? And we're trying to comprehend heavenly things in our little fleshly mind. 
and we always come up with the wrong answer. We always come up with a limited window or box of what we're thinking. But when we go down in prayer and we seek the face of God and we ask him, and then he begins to give us a revelation through dream or prophecy or whatever vision or whatever he's going to do, he'll show us the bigger picture of what the battle really consists of and how we're going to come out victorious. Because he'll show you sometimes the end of it before he even progresses you into anything else. And you're like, well, how am I already seeing myself resting in this battle when I'm still in it? Because in the spirit realm, you've already overcome. In the spirit realm, you've already won. In the spirit realm, you actually follow the ordinances and plans of God, and it's over in the spirit. But you can't see that in the flesh because you're looking at it and you're saying, but... But, 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 that's all you can think of is just but. So it's when we tap into the spirit realm that we see what God sees, which is a battle that's already won. We see what God sees, which is we're stronger than we think we are. Because we're looking at our flesh and saying, I'm only human. No, you're not. You're actually spiritual. And that's where he wants us in the spirit realm fighting this battle that's already been won. So today we're going to just make sure that whatever it is we're facing, that on the outward man, the flesh man is saying to us, it's not possible. It's not going to happen. It never has happened. We've taken statistics and shown that it's never happened. But God is saying, but you're healed. And you're saying, but God, the doctor see it. And look at the report, God. And look at this, God. And he's saying, but you're healed. And you're saying, no, 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 no. And you're having this back and forth with God. He's giving you one answer, and you have 50 million things that you're trying to present to him, and he's just saying, you're healed. And you can't understand why that's the only answer you're getting in prayer. It's because you're not. we are not tapping into the spirit realm of what God sees. And that's through his word that we have to see what he sees. If he says, okay, I need you to move or I need you to change jobs, and you're saying, okay, but then we never go further to get any instructions, to get any revelation, to build up our faith, to know that whatever he's telling us to do, it's going to come out right. And then when fear comes in, we push back from what God has spoken to us because when we heard it, we were excited. But then we push back because of fear, because we don't really understand, because we're trying to see it in the natural eye, and then we start asking people for advice and for questions. But if we look at Joshua and we look at Moses, they didn't turn to the people and say, what should we do or should we go into this battle? They went to God and he said, yes, I've turned this battle over into your hands. So that is how they were able to walk in confidence and know that the battle was won. So whatever it is God has spoken to you, and you keep getting the same answer, no matter how many times you present new material to him, is because we need to go deeper into the spirit realm. We need to say to God, I don't understand why you keep giving me the same answer, and I'm trying to tell you what's going on. And then we begin to read the word of God, and we'll say, oh, because you've already figured it out from the beginning to the end. You've already planned everything. So that's why you can show me I'm already resting. That's why you can show me I'm already rejoicing because I'm healed in a vision or a dream because in your eyes you've already finished it. So when I can see what God sees, the journey and the battle is not as long as I, I'm thinking it is, because now I'm on the same page with God. But as long as I'm not on the same page with God, this battle is taking a long time. This thing is going further and longer than it should be going, and I don't understand why, because the Word says, by his stripes I'm healed, and the Word says he's my provider, and I don't understand, God, why. Because our words are not matching the revelation that God has given us. Our understanding does not match his understanding. So we have to take the spiritual in the spiritual. 
and stop saying that we're only human, we're only flesh, because we're we're not only human. We are supernatural beings that God is wanting to communicate with. We're supernatural beings that God wants to empower to to win our battles, to give us encouragement, to fight a good fight of faith, to hold on to the blood of Jesus. So whatever it is, speak to the Lord about it. Lift up your hands as Moses did so we can win the battle. Consult the Lord and tell the sun to stand still and the moon to stand still so that you can complete whatever it is God has given you because you have the authority to do that. He's given that to you. He gave it to Joshua. Moses' arms were able to be lifted in order for them to win because there was an anointing there. He communicated with God. God told him, hey, if you lift your arms up, you're going to win this battle. Now, in the flesh, you like, my arms has absolutely nothing to do with winning or losing. I need to get out there and fight with them, and that is how I'm going to win. And God said, nope, just stand there and hold your hands up. That's all I need you to do. Now, that right there could go into a long dialogue to where, you're going to stay in this thing longer than you need to because you're going back and forth with God. But if you say to him, nevertheless, God, I don't understand, but I'm going to hold my arms up and we're going to do this. And then you begin to realize, hey, hey, I got my arms up and I'm actually winning this thing. Look at here. Doors are opening, people are favors just coming, all because I just got my arms up. You know, because you've listened to what God says. And then when you say, well, I need to command some things to come into existence in my life, God, and then he takes you over to Joshua and he says, well, look at what Joshua did. He commanded that sun and that moon to stand still so he could take this battle into, and win it because it was taking a long time and the sun was going down. You say, hmm, I can actually command things like that. In the spirit realm, yes, you can command those things to be. That or not. You have that authority through Jesus Christ to do that. But it's only in the spirit realm when we connect to what God has told us to do. So when you're facing things and you're like, God, I need to start commanding some things because i got to get this stuff done. And he says, okay, come on, let's go. Let's start commanding right now. And then in your prayer time, the Holy Spirit will just begin to give you words. I command right now in the name of Jesus that this job comes forth right now. I command right now in the name of Jesus that the blood of Jesus will heal me. I command right now in the name of Jesus that finances will come forth. I command right now. And those things will begin to happen because you're connected to the word of God and the Holy Spirit is empowering the commands that you're putting forth because it is in line with what God is saying for your life. But when you start commanding from the flesh and from emotions, that's where the battle takes a long time because you're not connected in the spirit realm to God. So when you're facing a battle or an obstacle or whatever it is you want to call it, God is not concerned with the title of what you're calling it. He's just concerned with us going into his presence to make sure that we understand his instructions on how to get out of this. So even though he don't remove the battle, he's going to make it seem as if it's not taking a long time because you're following him step by step by step. Will God lead you daily in that battle? Yes, he will. He has it in his word that he's done it before. He's a God of miracles. He's a God that's of authority. You can take authority over the situation when it comes up, when it presents itself to you, when that sickness and disease comes into your body or you get a report from the doctor or whatever is going on, you can begin at that point and say, God, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over this, and I command right now that the devil be, be cast out, and I plead the blood right now over this situation because your word says I am healed by your stripes, God, and I'm going to stand on your word regardless of what I'm being told because I know in heaven that your angels are fighting for me, and I know that the Holy Spirit will empower the words that I'm speaking right now to go forth into the supernatural and manifest healing for my body. And then God and you are fighting the same team. But it's when we're trying to do it in the flesh that we're on two different teams with God, uh, from God. We're not on his team. Because he's waiting for us, and we think we're waiting for him. I'm waiting for God to answer me. No, no, no. Because his word is there that answered you. And his past miracles and signs and wonders that he's done in your life and family members' lives has answered you. 
All you have to do is take authority over that. All you have to do is command it to come into existence. All you have to do is stand and say, by faith. Because the God that promised will bring it to pass. He will. He will bring it to pass. If he promised it, when he promised it, when he says it, just say amen. Because it's going to happen. You might delay it by hindering your thoughts or not reading the word, not spending time with him, not lifting your hands up in worship, then that's on you. But you can't say God didn't do it. You have to follow the guidelines of what God is telling us to do in order for the battle to be shortened or sweetened or made um, effortless, you know, whatever it is. And you seek your counsel from God or from those that you know are seeking counsel for you from God. So as we, you know, go throughout the rest of this week, you know, just say, you know what, I'm going to try this. I'm going to sit down, put my arms up towards heaven and say, God, I surrender this to you. I want to see if it's going to work. I'm going to read the word of God. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to believe even though things look bad, even though things are telling me it's not going to work out, I'm going to constantly tell myself, yes, it will. And then after a while, it's actually going to start to manifest because God is the keeper of his promises. God cares about us, and he loves it when we stand on his word. He loves it when we stand on what he has spoken over our lives. So whatever it is, whatever it is, lift up your hands and surrender it to God. Command, take authority over the situation because it's not who you are. It's not who you are, and it's definitely not the end of who you are. Whatever it is is not the end result. Because God has an end result for you that you don't have to come up with. He's already got it solved for you. It's not who you are unless it's God approved. And we know that God has good things in store for us. He has awesome plans for us. So our mindset, taking authority commanding things to come that are not. That's the God that we serve. He can't command them for us. We are the ones that he's given that power to. We are the ones that he said, you can do this if you only believe. Take authority, command in it the outcome. I am healed. In the name of Jesus, I'm coming out of this. In the name of Jesus, I am victorious. In the name of Jesus. And you apply that with the word of God. And allowing the Holy Spirit to constantly minister to you. Listening to the Holy Spirit. Because he's always ready to speak. And give you instructions so that you'll always stay on the right path. So be encouraged that whatever you're facing, there is a result that's favorable to you. There is an end that God has planned. So if he's shown you resting, it's because he knows you will complete this the way that he's planned you to complete it. But if he shows you that you're still in the battle, you're still in a storm, then he's trying to communicate with you that you're not resting yet that you haven't connected to him yet, that you haven't poured it out to him yet. How long is too long? It won't be long when we give it to him. How long will we say, I can't handle it, when he already knows you shouldn't be handling it in the first place? How long before we hand it over to him? How long will we go before we go into the spirit realm to solve this? 
and stop trying to solve it in the flesh? How long will this battle have to last in order for us to get it? And we've all prolonged battles before because we thought we could work it out. We thought this was something we could handle without the instructions of God and that he would just approve it. And then we came to find out that we needed to backtrack and go back to God and seek him again. So in the midst of your week, let's hand everything over to God. Let's, God, I'm going into the spirit realm because I'm not equipped in the natural to handle this. I'm going into my prayer time right now because I can't, I can't do this without you. God, I'm going to stop right now and read my word because I feel myself getting very emotional, getting very discouraged, getting depressed, and I need you right now to take over. That's when we begin to trust God, when we can stop in the midst of our tears or our depression or our distress or discouragement, and we can call on the name of God at that point, as Joshua and Moses did. What do you want me to do? How do you want me to do this? What's going on? He says, I've given them over into your hands. Okay, now I need to command the sun and the moon and everybody to just hold hold a place because I, I need to do this. Or I need to hold up my arms because I need to do this. And when they get tired, God, I need you to supernaturally step in and hold my arms up because they're going to get tired. I know I'm going to get tired fleshly. But spiritually, I know my spirit man is just constantly fighting, constantly going, constantly moving, constantly talking. So I'm going to need you, God. Let's let's do this. I'm on your team, you're on my team, and we're going to do this because I can't do it without you. And victory is guaranteed at that point. Now it doesn't even look like a battle anymore. It doesn't look like a storm anymore. It looks like a maturity for you. It looks like a character building for you because now you're learning more about God than you knew before you went into this. Now you're learning that he really does know the end of this before it even presented itself to you. Now you understand that he's not putting this on you so he can see what you're going to do because God is all-knowing. He already knows what you're going to do. He wants you to see what you're capable of doing. He wants you to see the strength that you have inside of you. He wants to see he wants you to see how he created you and strengthened you and encouraged you and built you and and how he knows the person that he gave these these responsibilities to can actually handle them. Even though in the in the person's flesh they may feel they can't. But God is saying, Yes, you can. You can do this because I created you for that purpose. That's your purpose. That's your strength. That's who you are. So, yes, you can do this. You you can do it. And when you get into the spirit realm, you realize, wow, I really made it through that. Wow. And you are ready to just tell the whole world about it. So we thank God today for allowing us to know that we have the strength in us to complete the battle, that he's not trying to figure out what our battle end is going to be because he already He's just allowing us to build ourselves in him. And we thank him for that. We love God for that. And we give him praise for that. So, Father, we thank you right now. We take authority, O oh God, over every sickness in our body, God, and we command it to go right now in the name of Jesus Every sickness and disease, God, we command it to go right now in the name of Jesus because by your stripes, Lord God, we are healed. Father, as we eat the right foods, as we do the right things, God, as we seek your face, as we raise our hands to you, as we surrender to you, as we plead the blood, as we take authority, as we seek your face, as we read your word, God, we will be victorious, and we will say we will be victorious. We will believe it because you who has promised is able to keep your promise and do exactly what you said you were going to do in our lives, Lord God. We will not be defeated, God. We know we are not defeated. We are victorious through you, and we give you praise, glory, and honor. 
in Jesus' name. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forest Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.